Hello, everybody. Welcome to the R&R CatCast. This is Ryan. I'm joined by my buddy, Ryan, two lifelong, I can't say lifelong because yeah, that's just not true, but two, two cat <laughs> fans <laughs> from, uh, uh, from a while back. Let's just call it that way. And uh, Life started bring... when we became cat fans. How's that? <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're here to give you some general fan thoughts on uh, – the state of Montana State football and just our just, you know, cold takes essentially on how things are going and maybe a little preview. Um, so we were, uh, we just thought we'd put this podcast together and see how bad we can do. And we do not pretend maybe... to be experts here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we apologize in advance. Let's just, let's just yes. call it that. Um, to help us uh, kind of relax into the mood, we all choose a beer. Before we started, um, I'm drinking a Pacific Northwest Pale Ale out of a Perry Street Brewing Ooh. over here in Spokane. Describe it to pretty me. Tasty. Well, it's uh, <laughs> pretty standard for pale ales. I don't know what to say. You know, five and a half percent. It's got that piney Northwest flavor to it. Yes, uh, they do love that. Man. They love their uh, their bitter beer up here, don't they? For sure. What are you up? To, what are you drinking tonight, Thorny? A uh, more smoother Alaskan Amber Classic. Pacific Northwest beer here, and a personal favorite of my wife. <laughs> That's why it's in the fridge. Nice, nice. Is that like a Costco buy for you guys, or sometimes? Yeah, they do have it at Costco, but uh, nope, not today. Okay, there you go. All right. Well, before we get into uh, the bulk of things, our our discussion, and just uh, give us a little recap what you saw on um, Portland State there. Yeah, just a little rundown. Obviously, the Cats won 43-23 in Hillsboro, which is uh, not a high school stadium, as I understand. Just some sort of little complex out in the suburbs of Portland. Uh, I think I heard the attendance was about 4,500, so not much of a crowd there. But uh, MSU was able to bring their own energy, so that was nice. Uh, Troy Anderson, as I see here, set a MSU rushing record for quarterbacks with 207 yards. He officially had 211. I guess four was as a running back. Uh, Sturk, Bryce Sturk has five sacks on the year, but he ended up with six tackles, 2.5 for a loss and two sacks against Portland state. Isaiah Afonze rushed for, let's see, hundred yards exactly on 19 carries with two touchdowns. So that was a nice uh, follow-up performance for him from Wagner. And yeah, uh, we just looked pr- pretty, pretty good. We started a little slow. Uh, kind of got into the groove there and uh, shut them down the second half. Uh, so let's just – that's a good segue. Let's just talk about what we saw there. What what were your thoughts on the game? Well, I didn't get to see the game much. Um, it was played on tape delay over here on SWX. I don't have the Pluto app, and I believe that's what you said it was on. I did listen to Jay call the game. And I believe it's uh, Jay and uh, – who's it? Jace is um, – am I pronouncing that name right? Um, I'm not sure, but – I'm not Something sure. Like, like, yeah, uh, Jay's counterpart in the booth, anyway. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think um, it, it did start a little bit slow for us, honestly. Um, I was, I mean, I have a lot of feelings about the game. Overall, like, if I had to pick, like, a word to describe my feelings about the game, I'm just like, <laughs> lackluster is a little bit 
of where, where would you I'm say going. that you were disappointed in that victory uh as much as i've been disappointed in a victory uh for a while and i know that's probably not a popular thought but like it, again, i don't like, know it seemed to be a pretty uh <laughs> pretty popular uh thought over on the bobcat nation anyway i think God, you, you're know, in good company I've, I've been thinking a ton about this game and like my thoughts on the quarterback situation and all this and i've come to one stable conclusion and that is my platform for which i speak on about my feelings is very unstable <laughs> <laughs> well that's why we do this on monday we have a couple days to either come down or come up whichever way we need to go we're there we're level yeah ish you know I was listening to, uh, you know, I listened to quite a bit of the stuff and it was interesting to hear Coulter say, he's like, you know, the offense really got going um, after, you know, Rovid came in and did a wheel, uh, a wheel route to Troy Anderson, one of his, uh, one of his two completions there. And it's kind of true. After that, it was just, um, they, Portland State wasn't going to stop us, but uh, um, they really yeah, I mean, didn't have an answer. And that was a nice little, uh, wrinkle definitely putting in Rovig there. It was fun seeing Rovig fire one down there on a wheel route to Anderson. That's not an easy catch either. Anderson, how many guys have had that kind of stat line? He 200 yards rushing, 32 yards receiving, 107 yards passing. <laughs> it's, it's pretty impressive. I'm surprised it didn't, didn't end up with a sack in that one as well. He's already got one of those on the season. Jeez, yeah, he's <laughs> a Swiss Army knife, right? He, Coulter said it best, uh, and I agree with him. Outside of maybe either of the lines, Anderson might be the best player at any position he decides to suit up at. <laughs> and that's – I don't think that's that far off the truth. No. Uh, I mean, when you look at the – when you look at him, he does not look like a quarterback. Uh, he just he just doesn't. He just – he's too yoked. <laughs> <laughs> he just – his stature alone just – uh, he just doesn't look like a quarterback. So um, not that you have to look like a quarterback. No, but uh, um, I don't know if you ever saw last year, uh, South Dakota, the Coyotes had quarterback. He was a big dude, pretty much built like Anderson or maybe like a Tebow. He was like 6'4", 240, 230, and he could run. He, I think he's in the CFL now, but he was he was kind of the same way, just a big guy. And he when he ran, he wanted to mow you over. I don't think he got 22 carries a game, though. <laughs> That's the difference. We're just running Anderson a lot. Yeah, 22 carries last week. Um, I came on Twitter or maybe it was Bobcat Nation and said something to this, you know, effect of 22 carries. Is that sustainable? And I don't think it is. Uh, I'll just be honest. I'm, I uh, admittedly have not been a fan of uh, the Troy Anderson at quarterback. So um, walk walk us through your thought process on that exactly. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Like, this is the big hot debate. Uh, we might as well get into it now. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spend. I don't. I like. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because. Well, there's I've been think, there's you know, two I, big I, issues right now. There's the quarterback battle, and there's the the second level on the defense. We'll get to that later. But uh, I mean, we had to spend some time on it. We wouldn't be Bobcat fans if we didn't argue about Troy Anderson. Yeah, right. I mean, exactly. So I guess here's my thoughts. When it comes down to it, uh, I mean, so let me back up a little bit because there's, uh, I have a lot of thoughts on it. My, my first thought is when 
Tuckerovic came in against uh, Wagner and had some revelation of a game, right? I mean, we heard this whole the whole spring, the whole summer. Uh, I, I guess not the summer. I, I didn't get really a lot of news out of the summer, but the spring, you know, Choate was pretty upset. You know, Rovig obviously failed to take the step. Yeah, um, I believe uh, Choate said that word specifically in the press presser not that long ago is that basically he failed. He failed the test. Yeah, he didn't step up. He didn't. He didn't assume the role um, that we got him. He's three star quarterback out of Meridian, Idaho, right there next to uh, Boise. I mean, he was the heir apparent to what we thought, you know, could have been the path we were going to take as our offense. And, and then, you know, I mean, we don't need to go into the backstory, the whole Murray thing, but, what you know, we get to this point, right? Come on, Rovic, take the step. And then he does. He does it in the game. Out of, like, he hasn't shown any flashes. In the, okay, so he was put in the South Dakota State game, second half had some nice completions, started moving the ball, but took that and went into the Wagner game, right? Man, over 300-yard passing, multiple touchdowns. I can't remember if it was three or four. but three, I believe. But I, I, it was the, one of the most refreshing performances I've seen. It's, we've, been, we've been waiting for years. I mean, I guess outside of those two games last year, we haven't seen much of an aerial attack. For, yeah, for I mean, example, we, last we year against about this. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Say, <laughs> for example, last year against Portland State, we completed two passes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think we like attempted six. If I remember that right, I mean, I heard that stat line today or something. Yeah, I think he was two for nine for nine yards. Oh, yeah. So a whopping like four and a half yards uh, completion. <laughs> but and that's when the choke got. Like if I, why would I throw the ball if you can't stop the run? And that comes back full circle to Troy Anderson. Nobody can stop him. Why would we deviate from that? Why? Because Schultz's philosophy is he's gonna. He wants the guy to execute his philosophy, and I don't know what his philosophy is in terms of offensive style, but it comes down to whatever we're gonna do, we're gonna do it until you stop us, and so far, no one has stopped Troy Anderson. And that's the, that's the side of the coin that I, I, I could see him writing out Troy the whole year because of that, because Troy executes and gets it done, and nobody has stopped him yet. And I, yeah. going back to Rovig, I mean, he did everything, I think, to earn the spot as well, but, oh, man, I just I don't want to have to be a coach making these decisions right now. That's for sure. Well, at the end of the day, like I'm like let's be let's be clear on one thing. I am not rooting against Troy Anderson. No, of course not. <laughs> at the end of the day, all I want to do is win. Uh but you know, the sustainability issue is something that I really think about. Like by all means, like Portland State is not a world beater. <laughs> Probably the worst team in the big sky. And so I mean like I said to you over the weekend, are we playing with fool's gold with, with Troy yep. Anderson? You know, and I, 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 I believe we are at this point. Um, I thought, uh, I thought, uh, Tutel had a nice word for. He's like, you know, with the with Rovig, he he called it digestible. He said, you know, it's a more digestible offense, more easily consumable as a viewer. Um, to me. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. But 
also, I mean, this is not necessarily like a hot take, but the the thing is, and it's all, all over Bobcat Nation is, can we utilize Troy Anderson better at a position where he's he's better at, i.e., linebacker, right? I mean, we're going to get into that. Um, it, well, it's hard running. not to think about what he could have done against that Davis guy from Portland State because he he we got decent pressure on him, but he's elusive and he would break the pocket and then our linebackers would be ten yards downfield and he was gone. He was easy first down, for sure. And he so can make guys miss in the open field a little bit too. So it's it's hard not to want his speed back there. I mean, in the most general terms, are we getting the most bang for our buck by playing him at quarterback? It's kind of like a buy or sell, you know, buy or sell. Troy Anderson at quarterback. For me, I'm selling. Um, I think we are. When I was when he was making all those touchdowns, I just kept thinking to myself, I was like, man, this. I just don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Like, I don't like the balance of this. It's as soon as someone figures out how to to stop him, and the tapes out there, it's really not all that much different than what Chris Murray's running. Maybe Trey Anderson might be a better passer, but we haven't figured that out yet. And so I think we'll know. Um, we'll know a lot more after this week after we play a top tier team, um, and we'll not we'll know a lot more after too. But here's the deal. Are we going to get too far into this where we can't, we can't make the switch? Did we ruin Rovick's confidence by not going with him where we could have developed him um, during the Portland State game? There's just too many what-ifs for me to feel comfortable with Troy Anderson at quarterback right now. So you are selling Troy. I'm selling Troy. At I'm, I'm buying him all day as a running back and for sure on our defense. Uh, I just think the net positive – for him to be our uh, quarterback is not as much as a net positive for us to have him um, playing both sides of the ball at this point. I don't know if he can pass. I really don't know if he can pass. I know he can hit a slant route, and even then he's hit maybe a couple. Like he hit that one to Cassis that took off for 53 yards. That looks good on his stat line because it comes up with, like I think Troy had what – what did he have? Like, I don't know. Seven for 14 for 107. Yeah, seven for 14, 107. <laughs> Half of that was on one play, essentially, from Cassis. So, and then, uh, yeah, so I'm not convinced he can uh, do a, you know, play action fake and, and put it downfield and be consistent with that. Like, you know, what Choke was saying earlier in the presser today, he's like, we need to, I mean, the, he said verbatim, you know, I'm, I'm not verbatim, but, and I paraphrase when I say this, you know, the the quarterback running, the, the ability to run the quarterback opens up this, this, and this, including the ability to play action fake. Yeah, he called it like the, the nuance of modern college football yeah. or something. I don't see line. Troy Anderson doing a play fake in, in a dime to a streaking Cassis. I just don't. Maybe, maybe like one out of five. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not giving the kid enough credit. I haven't seen. I don't know. Like, I just don't. I, well, just... we haven't necessarily had to yet. So that's the can he. And I'm wondering, honestly, if they're in a situation where they think they need to pass, I think we're going to see more Rovig off the bench for spot duty here and there. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think that's going to happen. I think we're going to see Rovig come in, run a, have a few wrinkles, couple trick plays here. Maybe not trick plays is the wrong word, but kind of just catch the defense on their toes. 
on their heels. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, Choate, we now have two guys we feel really good about. And we'll, that could also be that that- Choate extending his game and ship, just trying to make defensive coordinators plan for two quarterbacks all the time until <laughs> they finally figure out he's just blowing smoke everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. You know he's going with Troy Anderson. That's his, that's his boy right there. He said he In- could uh, – what did he say today? Oh, he could build a program around – no, build – build it around him i mean that quote right there i mean troy's the guy right uh, i think I, troy's I, the guy i don't think there's going to be any more quarterback controversy i think it's troy if if you're a quarterback out there and you're being recruited by montana state and you're a, a passer don't come <laughs> i mean i hate to say it but like we're, we're we're lying to you essentially i feel like because i don't know why I mean, I hope Troy proves me wrong. I really do. I hope Choke proves me wrong with this decision. I'm just not sold on it. But uh, that's probably the last I'm going to talk about this tonight because I'm already getting heated up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can certainly circle back to the Portland State game. We didn't really talk a whole lot about it yet. So we, we know about the offense. We know about at least the quarterback play. Man. Let's talk about the defense, I've, man. Well, let's, no, let's, let's talk about Isaiah Anfonse. This guy – Okay. He's like quiet. I guess not quietly. He's getting some credit, but man, he's had the first back-to-back, or no, two of his first four games were 100 yards plus. First time a freshman running back from Montana State's ever done that. He is as impressive as a freshman running back as I have seen. And I mean, the article quotes it since maybe Aaron Mason. Like Aaron Mason came out on fire too, but uh, we all know how his career kind of ebbed and flowed. Injuries. I mean that kind of stuff, but Afonso, man, I I like what I'm seeing with him. You get a mobile quarterback like Anderson and Afonso back there, both just guys that are just going to mow you over. That is that is a tough offense to stop. He's not that big. Um, He's not, Afonso. but he he runs big. <laughs> yeah, well, that what I like. What I like about that is he's got that low center of gravity um, to him. To me, I remember talking to you about this last week. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Demetrius Crawford. Yeah. Yeah, Crawford was definitely – he had a kamikaze streak in him. And the problem was he is even smaller than Afonso. <laughs> I think Crawford was like 5'9". And he was 190, so he was about the same weight. So about three, two, or two or three inches shorter, same weight. So he was, he was built too. But, yeah, he would just – he would plow into people. He wasn't afraid of anybody. But he was a little bit more agile, though. Yeah, cuts. Maybe not. Maybe not the same top end speed, but yeah, Crawford had the cuts, and I don't think Afonso quite has that. Well, man, I'm telling you what: if uh, Troy Anderson's getting 22 carries and Afonso is getting 19 carries, that's okay by me. But Troy Anderson getting 22 carries is still Troy Anderson getting 22 carries, Um, and we were only passing it 14 times. But again, we didn't need to pass it against Portland State, but that's a different beast coming up against Eastern. Although we've been able to run against Eastern pretty easily in the last Off- couple of Offense against Eastern isn't really the problem, and that's not really anybody's problem. Like, yeah, they have an opportuni- opportunistic defense, and they force some turnovers. In fact, that's what kind of was our sink us last year. I think we had three turn- t- turnovers in the red zone, but moving the ball. But uh, I think we'll, we'll get to Eastern here in a little bit here. That's going to – I think we'll, we'll uh, finish yeah, the pull- segment previewing Eastern, so I won't get too much into that now. Um, I did. I'm, I'm curious. So, I had looked into what our what our uh, Montana State what our stats were last year against Portland State because I was curious to see if we were substan- substantially better with Anderson versus Murray. Because basically, 
I mean, that's kind of the same opponent. Portland State was winless last year, and they're probably – I don't know if they'll win a Big Sky game this year, so it's a decent comparison. And we we rushed – we had 491 yards versus 412 last year, but we also kind of pulled our starters there late. But the big difference to me, we scored the points. We converted in the red zone. We got the ball through the uprights. We're scoring points in ways that we couldn't last year, even though last year we could move the ball. So I was – that's why – you're selling. I'm not sure I'm selling just yet. I, if you're going to make me choose, I might have to say I'm buying right now. Troy Anderson running the show because we're scoring at a 93%, almost 93% in the red zone, and that was one of our biggest weaknesses last year. And Troy Anderson might single-handedly be part of or maybe not single-handedly, but he's a big reason why we are, in my opinion. Well, all right, man. Uh, <laughs> fool's gold. I, Fool's gold. It could, it could Eastern's going to tell us a lot. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'll I'll gladly eat all that crow if if I'm wrong, but uh, I I don't think I am. So I have some good crow recipes. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, you'll have to send those to me. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm hoping I hope I'm hoping that's the truth. I just hate to waste. I just feel like I I just kind of want to wrap this uh, quarterback thing up. I just feel like we've just wasted Rovic, you know, and he was such a high-level recruit, so much promise, and I don't know what went, on, what went on in his head that he lost his confidence. But, man, it sure seemed like we took a huge step forward with him on the Wagner game. And then I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine how that felt uh, a week later to go, well, okay, we're just going to roll with, with um, you know, with T.A. back there where I still feel T.A. could have got his touches, could have got his yards, could have had the same. I feel like we could have had the same score, but just added about maybe 200 yards more offense through the air. But well, uh, the way I see it, and I'll, I'll just finish up this, because I'm, I'm a big rubber guy too, so don't get me wrong here. You could not have drawn up an out-of-conference schedule much better to break in a new quarterback than the one we had. Okay, yeah, Western Illinois, that was a must-win game, and we're not even – talking about playoffs if we didn't win that first game sure. this period we're zero and two to start the season we could be two and two right now but we would have no room for error but now we have we can lose one we can lose two and possibly still have the playoff aspirations but you go to a game south dakota state i mean that's trial by far i don't think we win that game with troy you might you could say we could but i don't know that was a tough game that we're probably going to chalk up as a loss anyway then you come home come home against a team with a pretty pretty bad secondary and he does exactly what he's supposed to do he lights him up sets the stage perfectly to go over to portland state and keep building that confidence keep getting that game experience and you bench him <laughs> so like, like i said that was the perfect you couldn't draw it up much better because we he would have had two and a half games three games i guess because he did I keep thinking half against South Dakota State. It's only because he looked decent for a half. <laughs> but uh, yeah, three games under his belt going into Eastern. Ah man, can you? Just, it's hard not to dream about that. Hindsight, so I, get, man. I get that. I don't side think of it. we have the twenty twenty yet. Uh, I think it's still coming. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still wearing yeah. glasses right now. If, hey, if um, we beat Eastern, that all changes. Yeah, like. Come on, Joe. Let's win a game that we shouldn't. Like, give us a landmark win. Like, 
man, I just get fired up about Eastern. I, you know, I live over here in Spokane. Like, I call it the belly of the beast when it comes to Eastern fans. Yep. Can't stand them. Cannot stand them. To me, they're on par with the Grizzly fans. And, and they're just so, you know, gosh, you're so spoiled. They're so arrogant. I just, yeah, well. And they just, I, I'm just sitting here in disgust just thinking about Eastern fans. And, and their field is so crappy. The stadium is so crappy. And they just keep winning. They just keep popping out all these quarterbacks. They're just, yep. I mean, Walton well, they... Payton. Ah, man, I just, I'm getting fired up. Hey, um, hey, well, let's fire you up about something else. Let's talk about the defense of Portland State. <laughs> no, no, let's not talk about it. Let's, let's do let's do a little bit different. I'm going to call an audible on us. Let's parlay that defense into what we're going to see with Eastern because I think it's going to be a lot of the same struggles. Um, we struggled with uh, Davis, uh, the quarterback from Portland State, scrambling, um, not unlike what we haven't seen or what we have seen uh, in, in years past. And I think that's going to be a huge point of uh, emphasis this, this week. Um, and the pressure coach said, we're not going to blitz. He's like, if we blitz, we're going to be man-to-man and, and Guru's going to you know, pick us apart. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to defer to Joe. He's a football man. I, I, I played football like very sparingly in my life. So, but I see what I see. I was a sixth grade uh, superstar. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I went up through middle school too, but that, that was about the extent. And I was like, oh, no, that's uh, this kind of hurts. I'm I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, pain. There's some uh, pain involved. <laughs> no one told me there'd be pain. But <laughs> what? Um, yeah, but so I'm. I imagine you know if we if kind of like if we we rush three. Imagine we rush three, drop eight, right? Um, Guru's just going to beat us with his legs, no doubt. Um, and he so is... I think we're. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to rush four, disguise five, um, and try to keep him contained. Because you know when I watched the Washington State game, my wife's a Coug. Um, we we projected it up over here. It was pretty awesome. You're talking about the Eastern Wazoo game, just to yeah, sorry, clarify yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Um, Washington State they put pressure on him. Um, they made him throw when he was uncomfortable, and that was the that to me that was the difference, and that's. Uh, how many guys did know. they bring, though? I mean, was that just the front four there that they were doing it with? Or yeah, they I knew you'd ask me that. I, I can't remember. But <laughs> point being is we could not get uh, the pressure we needed last year. Um, we needed – we couldn't get off the field on third down. Uh, that's really what it came no. down to. Um, and we fumbled three times or turned it over three times in the red zone, too. We had all the makings to beat them at home last year. We didn't do it. Can we, we do did? it this year? I think we can. I think we can. I think we can. Um, it's going to be a big challenge. And the defensively, yeah, I don't know. If you bring four or five, I mean, can we get to Sturk? Or can we get to Gubrid? Even with Sturk and <laughs> Fonono playing that the way they're playing, I think he can get out of it. And they, I mean, that's the Portland State quarterback all over again, just breaking the pocket. Linebackers are downfield. All right. That, our linebacker play has been pretty just not where it needs to be. I'll just put it at that. And I think it's a combination of injuries, guys just not getting lined up right, guys just reacting slow. But we're not going to handle too many teams with speed if we can't figure that out. And I, I think and I hope that we're going to see some Conkle at linebacker here. I hope we 
if we bring three, like you might be saying, like you heard, who's going to be in that back eight? Are we going to have two linebackers, three linebackers, four? Maybe Conkle comes down as kind of a hybrid. I don't know. I, I'm hoping that we get some more speed back there because we need it. He was good against the Wazoo last year. Uh, so here's a stat, Thorny. This is something that really jumped out to me. Uh, Eastern had seven touchdowns, I believe. I might be wrong on that against Cal Poly last week. Okay, let's just call it seven. I know, I know <laughs> seven for certain. <laughs> that it was a massacre. Well, that doesn't make sense because if they had seven, they had 70 points. You know, that, is, that doesn't add up. Uh, so how many? Ten. How many? That's okay. math. Ten times seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I All wasn't right. a math major. Uh, you know. Okay. So they had one, a guru, I, I was checking on some stats, one passing touchdown against Cal Poly, six rushing touchdowns. Not guru himself. They had six rushing touchdowns. Pretty they, unbelievable. Guru passed for like, Two and change against uh, Cal Poly. Um, they, it, it was one of the first times in like mm-hmm. ten some years that Eastern has doubled up their passing yards with rushing yards. Like it just doesn't happen over there. <laughs> yeah, how do you prepare for that? Four hundred forty-one rushing yards, fourteen point seven yards a carry. I think that was a Big Sky record. If I think I was reading. How could it not be? That's ridiculous. <laughs> what the Six hell is rushing Cal Poly touchdowns. <laughs> well, I Cal don't Poly, that. all they do in practice is defend the run. So you think they could defend the run. Um, but they, I don't know. They got some dudes back there, but it looks like maybe Aaron Best is trying to bring some balance to that aerial attack over there, which if they can get that going, they're even more dynamic. They're even harder to defend. That's going to no be no doubt, challenge. no doubt. Like Gubrud, uh, it chokes. If I can sum up Gage Gubrud <laughs> in one word, I call him awesome. Awesome, quote unquote, awesome. I was like, are you serious? That's your word for him? <laughs> just like so lame. He is though. I mean, that's Gubrud, I don't know, I, just a nice simple word. <laughs> <laughs> like I really dug deep in the well right there, Choke. Nice job, buddy. There's no Kramerism anyway. Well, for someone who loves to talk as much as Joe does, he comes up with awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow it's perfectly fitting, though, at the same time. Gosh, I love how Choke, you know how Choke calls, a, you know, Troy Anderson, he gets it, like, you know, he comes out, he calls him geeked up, and he's ready to go. You have to rein him back. You have to almost rein Joe back. Choke comes out geeked up, <laughs> you know, on the Monday morning pressure. He, he just flies in there. And no one's going to see a word until like five, nope. ten minutes in. He's just, he's just, he's just going for it. He make, sure loves you, it. make sure you have enough ink in your pen to just be writing it down fast again there, because he's going to yeah. talk nonstop. <laughs> I love it. I love listening to Joe. He gets me fired up. He does. He doesn't come out there and just talk about generic. He gets specific. He uses, like, he talks about stances and techniques and people that. You know, most most basic fans aren't even going to know what he's talking about. He just goes right into the details. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So, so uh, do you got an Eastern memory? I got a good one. I want to see if you got a good one though. For me, it would be. I mean, how could it not be that when they were were they ranked number one two thousand fourteen? They were ranked top ten, top five anyway. I'm pretty sure came to our house and Taiwan Jones was destroying the conference and 
I specifically remember because I think I had season tickets on the booster side that year. He he had like a sweep to the right, and he like tried to jump over a defender, which he did, but he came down and somebody clocked him right on the sideline, and he was out of the game after that. That might have been so, Chase Cazero, might have hit him right there. Yeah, yeah, could well. I don't know. Who I remember it was, that. But... I did. Uh, yeah, I remember that. He and he didn't. He didn't come back in. No, I, I took him out of the game. Was I think that's kind of like 2006. Two thousand six. I think that was the game was two thousand six because we. I graduated two thousand. Goodness gracious, uh, two thousand six. That might have been two thousand seven. No, Thorny. It was two thousand ten. What am I talking about? That's the year they won the national championship. Really? Yeah, two thousand ten. Yeah, that was, we were the only team that, that beat them that year. Or no, they lost to they lost to Nevada, I think. We were the only FCS team to beat them. Yeah, that was 2010. I'm almost positive about it. So yeah, Chase Cazero, that makes much more sense than 2014. <laughs> Cazero wasn't so, playing that late. So my my mine was, so I was dating this girl in Missoula, and uh, I Big was mistake. visiting her. I, yeah, well, you know. It, we all are you married learned. to her? <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> Before I go too far down the trash talking well, no, like uh, <laughs> my wife, she's a Washington State grad. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah, I talked about that just you know about twenty minutes ago. So, anyways, you think I'm listening uh, to you during this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> to listen to myself. <laughs> so this is my uh, fifth year of college, maybe fourth year of college. I can't even remember. I mean, it's all blends into your head, but back then I, I went for five years at Montana yep. state. All right. Anyways. So I visited her in Missoula. We're playing Eastern that, that Saturday, I, you know, went over on a Friday and uh, I'm, I'm sitting there in the morning. I'm like, Hmm, I could hang out with her or I could drive back now and I could catch the game. <laughs> and so, I did what any logical guy would do. I said, you know, I really need to go to this football game. And I, <laughs> I got in my little Mazda pickup truck and beat it over Butte and over Homestake Pass and got back about like halftime. And so sneak into the stadium. At that point, I think we just needed our one card and we just went right in and went down card. on the like uh, on the. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, yeah, know? I do. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> went down on the field. And. It was a tight game. Uh, and then what I remember about it was the memory I have that just sticks out in my mind was we went into overtime. Lule was our quarterback at that point. Um, and, and during overtime, they had a pass play that was just killing us. I guess that would have been overtime because we would have done it college. must have been like fourth quarter. Uh, Eric Meyer was their quarterback. Eric Kimball was their lead receiver. And they just hit this this route over and over and over and over. And we could not stop it. We could not stop it. We could not stop it. And they came back and they beat us that on that game. And I remember this fat lineman from Eastern Washington, just going to the middle of the field on, on the grass when we had, it was still grass back then. And he just laying down in the middle of the field on in the middle of the M down there and just lay, laid his fat body down and just wiggled around in just complete <laughs> utter, just happiness. I was so pissed. I was like, I wasted, <laughs> I drove three hours to watch this fat ass to sit down here and make a disgrace of my of my team um, on the center of the 50. Uh, from then, the hatred of Eastern Washington was born in me. It, is, it there is, anything, is there anything better than a fat guy celebration, though? 
Uh, well, to this day, I still can't stand Eastern, but it was born in that moment. And just the, ah, <laughs> oh, man, just the fact that I was like, man, I could just be hanging out with my girlfriend and not watching this guy. And I just drove three hours to watch us lose in, in this game. And it might have not even been overtime. I think it was an overtime game, but it was just heartbreaking. And from then, it just birthed in me something of just – I, I can't stand Easter, and now I live in Spokane. Still can't stand them. <laughs> well, it's an unfortunate destination. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I tell you one thing for Eastern: we're going to have to come out of the gate more prepared on defense. We can't keep sleeping for a half of football. It's not going to work against Eastern. What Gosh, do you no. think is is? attributed to these slow starts. We, we're clamping it down. I'm happy with our half t- halftime adjustments, but it's not working out in the first half. We can't get down by three scores right away. So what do you think is attributed to that? You think it's just inexperience at the positions, linebackers, it just getting too amped up or not amped up enough in the case of Portland State. We're just coming out, just not looking like we're ready. No, I don't think we have an offensive identity. I think when you look at the I'm talking the, about specifically about defense right now. I apologize. Oh, well, if you're asking me why I think we're having slow starts, it still goes back to offense. Fair I enough. You, okay. I don't I don't feel like we have an offensive identity. I don't feel even after four games we've had a mixed bag of two quarterbacks and we just don't have a system that we're comfortable with. And so we it's kind of like, oh, is this going to work today or is it not going to work today? Well, you know, we've had both uh with defense I don't know. Like, do you think that that um, sort of lack of identity on offense has kind of affected the defense? No, obviously. I think they're all always intertwined. You know, and the more you're on the field because you go three and out, it's just gonna it's just gonna be what it is. Um, for defense, that that to me is a huge question mark. Like, Gregorak seems to figure it out after halftime, and we just have these spectacular second halves and. Why not first half? Why can't we make an adjustment? Who's not seeing it? Is it because Gregorak's not on? You know, if, is he down on the sideline not seeing it from up top? You know, we've had a, a Brian Armstrong switch from going on the field to from up in the booth. And that seems to have really helped. Yeah, right. Uh, I can't remember what game he started doing. I think it was during when Rovig had his start. On the I Wagner. think it was Wagner. I think it was. Yeah. So is it something we're not seeing just because of, you know, just kind of like – we can't actually see it. The physical barriers, not exactly certain. Um, it's really makes me question why we can't kind of dial in our defense a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't understand too, that. It seems to me that the secondary is kind of not where I was thinking that that might be either. Like I would say second level. I mean, that's been discussed on the board. It's kind of the obvious thing too, but the secondary, they've been okay. Um, but they haven't been making the plays I was hoping they would. And I don't know. I mean, Jockway coming back in definitely sparked that unit back. He had a great first game before he got went out, and this is his first game back, and he played well again against Portland State. He's going to have to have a big game against um, Eastern. But we're going to have to play better and all in that back end. We're going to have to play better. And I don't what know. do you mean, though? Like, I don't feel like that's been a huge problem. Like, I don't feel like teams have been passing all over us at all. Teams have been getting their yards. I don't know. I just feel like, like I said, they've been playing pretty good. I'm not trying to dog them. I'm just saying they haven't been creating the plays that I was hoping for because Thomas was really – he kind of came on last year. He was 
had a lot of some good pass breakouts playing the season. He's our best cover guy, man to man. And it seems like we tried to go man to man, and we kind of abandoned it and came back to our bend but don't break stuff we ran all year last year, where teams just gashed us all over the place until we got to the red zone. Then we kind of stiffened up and maybe held them to a field goal, which is what we're going to do against Eastern by Choate's admission. Yeah, I don't know. So one of the things I think might be some of that is like uh, you know I've ta- you know I you and I have talked about this a little bit. I don't think we've shown the full our full hand on defense quite yet. And no, uh, no you're that's true. Even I think even conservative during um, SDSU, but I'm, I mean I might be completely wrong there too. But I wouldn't be surprised if we have. See, I, I'm, I I kind of disagree. I think we've been playing fairly well on the back end as far as coverages goes. Um, most of the yards that has been completed against us seems seem seemingly has been rushing. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. Fair enough. I wonder if we'll ro- roll out maybe a nickel, maybe maybe dime. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll roll a dime against Eastern. That'd be interesting. Cole's back, right? Jalen Cole's. I think he's going to be healthy and clear to play. Yeah, he he played during Portland State. He had a really nice. Uh, yeah, he? he had a fourth uh, fourth down tackle towards the end of the game. Oh, yeah, really nice play. Yeah, like I I didn't get to watch all of it either, like you. So I didn't catch that part. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad that Cole's back there. I think that does help. Um, but uh, I was looking at some stats today, just to kind of go back to the second level thing. Our top three leading tacklers: Conkle, Fonono, Sturk. I don't know what that says about a defense. You don't have a linebacker in your top three tackles. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting stat to think about. Our two, our two of our three leading tacklers are defensive ends. Yeah, well, and when you heard Cho today, Cho will let you know exactly how he feels about a player. Uh, somebody, I can't remember who asked him about it, like talked about Sturk. And Cho goes, well – there's a lot of things he's doing good. I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, he, you know, he's got a lot of things to work on. And then he goes straight into, but you know, he's a really good Montana kid. He's or not Montana kid. He's really a really good teammate. But you know, before he could mask his, uh, like, yeah, he's getting there. But we really need him to kind of step up a little bit more, kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, kind of the the show way of saying like he needs to be better exactly but i'm not going to come out completely and say that yeah <laughs> and he doesn't mask it too well but you know kind of the, the compliment sandwich kind of attempt there, there right? you go <laughs> say something nice then like, eh, eh, and then say something nice. all right <laughs> uh, so thorny um let's kind of wrap this up uh, i was gonna wonder you got a, like a prediction for us about this eastern game or well, some final thoughts there I don't know if I'm ready for a prediction, but uh, if we roll out Troy, which I think we will, I think we'll see some Rovig. I don't know. If we get off to the slow starts that we've been kind of getting onto, both offense and defense, we're going to get beat down on our home turf there. But if we come out with a sense of purpose and keep building the cohesiveness we've been building along the offense with Troy, whether you like it or not, it's it's kind of – that's what we're going to go with, I think. That's what Choate wants, and we might as well keep the cohesive thing going. We have a chance. I think if we hold – if we can keep it around uh, Eastern in the high 30s, we have a chance to win. Um, if we, I mean, obviously, it would be better to keep it lower than that, but I think we can score – I think we can score 38. I think we can score 40 on these guys. question is, can we keep them under 40? 
This bull prediction. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Sounds good. And we put up 40 points back-to-back against two subpar defenses. So, And we kind of took the foot off the gas against Portland State. And I don't know. The way we play doesn't – Troy in particular doesn't lead to turnovers. Problem is we're just not creating any. Yeah. We're negative one for the year on the turnover margin, but we've only like forced like four and like given away three. You know, it's, it's pretty small numbers both ways. Okay, Troy had a turnover. We're we're, 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 we're one of only two teams. Right? Yeah, we're one of only two teams who has not recovered a fumble in the Big Sky. Yeah, we need to get one of those. We need a pick six too, man. I've been dying for a pick six. Who do you think is going to be the guy that gets it for us this year? Or are we even going to get one? Well, I think we talked about this a little bit. Um, I think Jockway is probably the closest we're going to have to it, but his his ball skills, once he has the ball in his hands, his, well, I, he wasn't recruited on offense. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> his his running uh, was pretty pretty interesting to watch, Is the pass he took. So I don't know if it'll be him. It's going to have to be someone who takes a an out route, like a sideline pattern, and he just jumps it. And the guy best suited for that is probably Thomas. That's where I was going. I would. I was going to put my money on Thomas if it's going to be Thomas if it's going to be. Okay. Uh, for predictions for myself, I think it's going to be close no matter what. I think this is going to be a fourth quarter game. Um, can we actually put them away? I am not sure. Uh, I just. I don't know. Choate hasn't – we haven't seen a landmark win. You know, we haven't seen – we haven't beat it. I don't feel like besides Montana and uh, I don't feel like we've beat somebody we haven't uh, – we should have – shouldn't have beat, you know. Um, this would be a huge – unless you – go ahead. Unless you count North Dakota last year, but that turned out to be, as you like to say, fool's gold. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had they – were na- They were nationally ranked when we pummeled them, but it turns out – they were really awful, and they didn't win hardly any yeah, games that year. So. Their defensive backs out, and then we were just—it was not going to work for. They were ranked like fifteenth or top twenty, I think, at the time. Yeah, but then you know Montana turned around and did the same thing yeah. to them, and you know whatever everybody else did as well. So, yeah. but yeah, that's we're still waiting for that like choke defining victory. Like, where's his big moment going to come from? I think the Western Illinois was the closest we've come to that. Because they're at least they're a typical playoff team, and they've so far they're doing okay on the season. But uh, we need we need a win like this. If we're if we're gonna take that next step, we can't just keep coming close. Can't keep coming close to these big games. Although we've taken a step, I'd like to see us take that next step. That's to be determined. To be... And if we do take that next next step, uh, it's gonna be huge for us. I think that's kind of just gonna be like the floodgates kind of opening for us and it's just going to be good after that but until that happens man it's just uh fourth quarter battles every every week maybe from here on out but that's what Choate wants to do he wants to drag into deep water and and uh, win those games and i think he has the dudes to do it this year i'm hoping chad cano can help contain i think i don't know i think we could beat him I just – it's going to be hard. No doubt. I'm optimistic we can beat him. I just – I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna teeter-totter on this all week long. <laughs> so, I guess we'll see on Saturday. 
It's hard to make predictions on Yeah, Monday. no doubt, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thorny. Well, this is fun, man. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, catching up next week, too. All right? All right. Thanks for listening. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.